0: Your favorite fat boy
1: everybody. fat boy, Jerron.
0: Stefan, a.k.a. Mayhem, a.k.a. the Dean of Social Distancing, a.k.a. the Bear of Insignificant Educational Promises. Oh, yeah, we got some good ones today for you.
1: So, uh, how you doing today, Stefan? I'm fantastic. How you living? I'm doing alright, you know, just, uh, recuperating still and, uh, just taking my, taking my time with, uh, you know, healing up and, you know, just uh, relaxing.
0: So you got a few more weeks before you can hit the dance floor and start torquing your ass again.
1: But my moves, yeah, you know it. I should be, uh, I should be fully healed up probably by, uh, I'm thinking, like middle of April. Like, uh, the most, the most I'm doing right now is just like, just driving to and from dialysis, um, which is about, about, two, about maybe fifteen, twenty minutes from my house. So they told me I should like. Sit on the, I shouldn't be sitting no more than any 20 minutes. That's the most I've done. Like, i just gone and gone back. And then if I feel like I'm up to it, I might venture a little further. I like go to the grocery store. I may pick up my medication things like that. Your house is a bit more of a drive, like about 45 minutes. And the only thing I think that would happen is I would be really uncomfortable. And it would just be a little bit painful. But I probably make that drive probably sometime next month just, you know, to give it a shot. Right. But um, other than that, though, you know, just been, you know, working on the uh, podcast, working on a couple other things that we can, you know, start doing once the weather breaks. Trying to get on the uh, the uh, COVID list for the for the vaccine, so that's uh, a challenge within itself. I saw the news the other day that they are, they open it up for like people who are like 60, 60 or sixty five and above, and then by the time of April,
0: it's yeah, gonna be like sixteen.
1: The end of April? Yeah, the end of April. Yeah, okay, the end of April, like 16, 16-year-olds 16 and above. And then by, like, May, they're going to open it up for, like, all ages. So they kind of just, they're doing this apparently, you know, just kind of breaking it up between the age groups. Yeah, they're
0: doing it in phases.
1: Yeah. So, did you, uh, you signed up for it?
0: No. No, you're not getting it? Oh, I'm getting it, but there's no point in really signing up yet since not in the phase
1: that I'm a part of. Once they um, get there, I'll sign up. I got you. I got you. So <clears throat> speaking of the pandemic, uh, you know, it's been a, pretty much been a, a whole year. since we've been under, I guess, what we what you would you call a quarantine? I mean, we haven't been under
0: quarantine for a year, but the pandemic has been
1: raging on for a year. OK. Yeah. So what are some of your thoughts of, you know, we us being in, in this pandemic for a year now?
0: I, I will say the same thing that I've said previously the pandemic has not changed my life that much because mm-hmm. my life wasn't predicated on going out and being with people because ill. So, <laughs> so the only difference is, is that you know I'm in my house a whole lot more than I used to, which is fine. I'm paying a mortgage, so I might as well sit in this motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, but outside of that, it a lot hasn't really changed for me.
1: Yeah, for me, I um, I feel like not much has changed. I just I when the when the pandemic first started, I got sick with pneumonia in February, and then I was in the hospital for like a week, you know. Though they were like trying to, I won't say cure cure that of me, but just you know, get me to be stable again. And then in April, I had caught I had blood clots in my chest, and that's that's right, that's when that it was at this height around April and May, so. And they would, you know, they told me doing you know, it. they were like, you know, wear a mask, wash your hands, you know, stay six feet away from people. And that's when all of that was going on. And, uh, the, you know, the, the shortage of sanitizer, toilet paper, Lysol products, things like that uh, was, you know, was a whole lot hoopla going on. Food shortage. And all of a sudden you had to, the people had to stop, you know, working, going to work and going to school. They were just, you know, like stay at home until we figured this out.
0: Now, I think uh, one funny thing about it is is that you know once we uh, officially got to a year of teleworking, uh, one of the people that I work with and I was like, wow, it has been an entire year since we've been doing it. She's like, yeah, I thought it was gonna be a month. <laughs> so a month or what? <laughs> Of you know teleworking before we got back to work before things got back to normal. So she's com- completely blown by the fact that it's been a year since
1: the pandemic is, has occurred. And we I didn't, have, know, yet, I didn't I know how long this control. thing was. Yeah, I didn't know how long it would you know, would last. Like, because it happened so fast. Like it was it was like in I think the middle of March. It was like okay, the kids are out of school for two weeks, and then two weeks passed, and said okay, another two weeks. And then you know, my dad, he's staying home working. And it's like he's been staying home for over a year now. And they were telling him when he saw first first start working probably at the end of March from home, they told him, uh, by the end of the year, we'll let you know we're going, you know, going back to the to the actual office or not. That came and went, they're like, we'll let you know by January. That came and went, uh, just stay home until further notice. Yeah, that's how it was with my
0: company as well. They kept sending out emails every month. Oh yeah, we're ex- we're extending telework. We're extending telework. We'll revisit this, and it was like, hey, you know what? We'll get back to it when we get back
1: to it. Right. It's on it's on the board. It's on it's on the it's on the it's on the, it's on the drawing board. But we we don't know nothing about nothing right now. And uh my mom, she she had to go to work because they deemed they deemed her quote unquote an essential employee. Right. She she was just because she was just hoping that they would just be like, okay. You do got young, maybe come in, maybe a couple of days out the week, but not to come, out, you know, Monday through Friday like she like she has been. But they but they deemed her quote unquote essential. It was that was a rat fire pretty much. Yeah, said AKA you are the first to be gone when you go.
0: <laughs> so that's all essential means expendable.
1: Yeah, and have you have you known anybody that's uh caught uh within this year caught the coronavirus? Yeah. So I oh, okay. know
0: of two people who caught it. They both recovered it, it. One of the people who caught it, they still have some issues with like breathing. But the other person that caught it and recovered is doing fine. It's you know crazy how viruses work. One person, it could be a mild cough. And for another person, it could be ventilated and dead.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know two people as well that, uh, that caught it. And they just had, I guess, like mild symptoms and they just told the to quarantine for 10 or 14 days and they'll be fine after that. And then they haven't. They haven't. They don't have no uh, no lingering effects of the coronavirus. So, right. That's
0: the yeah, that's the beauty of viruses, how it randomly affects people.
1: Goddamn coin toss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know when I when I was sick uh, with pneumonia and they tested me for every. They tested me when I had pneumonia. Tested me for it early on, and I didn't. They came back negative. And then they tested me again when I had uh, the blood clots. They tested me for that, tuberculosis, and like two more of the tests. I can't remember. I can't remember what they were now. But I like went to get my. I went to get my catheter changed out. I think back in December, and the technician had asked me, Have I have been tested for it? And I said, Yeah, back in April. And I told him what the symptoms. Well, I told him what I went through prior and everything like that. He's like, He's like, you might have had it. I said, well, they tested me for it, it was negative, so I don't know. <laughs> right. You know, and, and it took a while for me to kind of really recuperate. Well, I say recuperate, but to really bounce back from the pneumonia part of it because I just kept coughing. I kept, I had a lingering cough for the longest time. But once I, after my recent hospital stay, they took off some extra fluid, and that seemed to help out a lot with the, you know, me coughing and, you know, my, my breathing and everything, so. <clears throat> so I know like uh, D.L. Hughley, he, he had coronavirus, he had caught uh, COVID and he says that what he suffers from is he has like these uh, little memory lapses where he can't think of the word he's trying to say. Yeah, I mean, it, studies have shown that
0: coronavirus has a effect on mental capacity. So really, again, as as we mm-hmm. as they study it, there's going to be a ton of more information comes out on how it affects people. So right now
1: we don't know all of the serious side effects of having caught it. That is crazy. Like, I I I there other diseases like viruses like that where it, it, it impacts you mentally. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's plenty. But, you know, those are things that are widely known and studied. This is brand new. So we mm-hmm. don't know all of the effects that it'll have on people. So I think one of the biggest things to get used to with, you know, during this pandemic was, you know, was wearing masks and keeping your distance from people, you know, from people. A lot of people didn't uh, to heed did that they wanted to go in stores by wearing their mask. they wanted to still have uh functions where they were you know with had so many people there and they were you know too close I guess and they would they would get fined for it for having like a party you know with too many people there or they, they would go to stores and they would they would, they would be an uproar because they had to have a mask on they were telling them the stores were telling people like you gotta wear a mask to come in here we, get, we can provide you with a mask we gave a shot for you, but you cannot come into a store without a mask on. Hey, I mean, it's no different than stores telling people
0: to put on a shirt. Private business, whatever their dress code is, they have a right to say it and enforce it as long as it's within reason. So the fact that there was some so much of an uproar for people to wear a mask is even when a store says you need to wear it, it was not surprising, per se, because
1: people are stupid. I think it was just ridiculous that people would just would just be so upset to not wear a mask. And, you know, the, the studies were showing that it may not be 100 percent effective, but it's like you protect you you protect, protect yourself and potentially someone else, you know, from that, from that virus spreading.
0: Well, you know, uh, America is a country of exceptionalism and it's all about the individual. We're not really out for the collective. So when you say you wearing a mask is going to help protect Person B down the street you don't know, eh? Fuck Person B. Oh well. <laughs> Essentially, said all I know is that when everything is all said and done, that whole stay six feet. We need to keep that in place. Get fucked back.
1: That's all. Now I that's said. just for your personal preference, or for just. <laughs> that, <personal laughs>
0: hey, that's. All, I mean, it should be for everybody. Just get the fuck back. <laughs> so I, all I know is, as soon as this is all over. I'm going to be kicking people. Six feet, bitch! But there's no pandemic. I don't care. I am the pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, I I know. I know how we got so used to just breathing on other people's necks.
1: I know as a while if I'm in the store and I walk by people, I'll like hold my breath until I get past them. Even with the mask on, I'm like
0: (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to potentially breathe in the same shit you're breathing out
1: exactly, so Is it, about, but it, it it's, it's it's gotten a lot you it's, it's getting it's gotten a lot better some some states are doing are doing are doing well than others uh far as like you know they are uh what's that what's what's that rate what's that rate that they're, they're talking about like for cases going down
0: infection rates infection, infection ratio rate, are, yeah. are going down yeah the states that actually did something are seeing better numbers. <laughs> There have been quite a few one states one. that just said fuck it Louisiana, <laughs> <That's> Florida, Florida, Texas. <laughs> <Fucking taxes.
1: laughs> <Whew>. I didn't <laughs> them say scare me.
0: And the one thing that you know a lot of people are addressing now that has gone up in the years since the pandemic started is Asian hate crimes Well, hate crimes against Asians, yeah. So that's changed within this, the year of this pandemic. That skyrocketed through the goddamn roof. Yeah,
1: hey, y'all had nothing better to do, so we're gonna we gonna just pick we gonna just pick out a certain group of people and just and just fuck with them from now on. Hey, yeah.
0: Hey, you know, the only thing I'm ashamed about it is is that I think a large portion, I think it was somewhere on around, around like thirty seven percent of those attacks on Asian Americans or Asians in general was perpetrated by black folks. Come on, motherfuckers. They are already a marginalized group. We are marginalized group. Don't marginalize each other.
1: Right. Yeah, it's has been a lot of back and forth about, you know, this, 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 this backing of, you know, protecting, you know, stopping, stopping Asian, ha- Asian hate crimes. And then when something happens to black people, like where, where, where's that support from that group of people?
0: Oh, come on now. We, we there's plenty of support for stopping hate crimes against black folks. That's what the whole Black Lives Matter was about. Right now, it's Asians getting attacked because somebody went around saying that coronavirus was the Chinese virus. I ain't going to point no yeah. fingers at ex-presidents, but it, it should but be up, stated. Uh, there, there's plenty of support for, when, you know, for, marg- for black people as a marginalized group right now, but right now they're not the group that's getting the most marginalized It's the Asian American and the Asian people who are being marginalized because people are blaming them for the coronavirus, even though a lot of people that are getting attacked are like Korean and from Thailand and shit. Nowhere near, not even from
1: mainland China. But yeah, whatever. People are stupid. Yeah, because uh, I think the guy that did the killing in Atlanta at those those spas, those uh, massage parlors. Yeah. He said he he. he I know it's not funny, but you you had to chuckle at the the reasoning for it. He said he didn't want to be, his temptation of right, going in of there. It,
0: it was his sex addiction, <laughs> right? So that's and why he like, went to like, massage parlor and killed mostly Asian folks. Like, what are you doing? Well, you know, access to guns in America is very easy, and the rhetoric of hate against Asians Americans is really prevalent right now. So all it takes is somebody who's fucked in the head and, and has an agenda to go ahead and perpetrate an act of vicious stupidity.
1: Yeah, vicious stupidity is a good way of putting it. And actually, this is a damn shame that one. That you know, how, how many, how many times do you have a shooting like this to say we need to buckle down on these gun laws because hey, somebody who's hey, hey, that hey. shit.
0: Hey, hey, hey. If it didn't happen after twenty six children were killed, it ain't gonna happen after eight women are killed. That's true. If Sandy Hook didn't that, that, show us that Americans don't give a fuck about gun about changing gun laws, eight Asian women or eight women aren't gonna aren't gonna be the reason that gun laws change. Do gonna be eight white men though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure plenty of white men were killed in some mass shooting somewhere. Again, it it happened to 26 children at Sandy Hook. They had, no laws have changed or have been in, enacted or instituted since then. Eight women ain't gonna do it.
1: now that's a good point because that, that that just shows you how cold how cold they were, you know, against you know just the fact that like that that didn't moved and they ain't shaken the numb whatsoever.
0: Right, they changed no laws so. So I understand people going stir crazy because of this
1: pandemic, but get it the fuck together. So how long do you think the pandemic? You know, how long do you think we're gonna, uh, I guess, last? You know, any you know much longer going into twenty twenty two.
0: Well, seeing this, how now America is having a very good vaccine rollout. Mm-hmm. It'll subside, but there'll be the issue of a reemergence because of the fact that there's so many people in America who. Are gonna refuse to get vaccinated. So I I, w- I would say by the summer it would be over, but there is still a large portion of the American population who will refuse to get vaccinated for whatever so stupid ass reason that they have.
1: I was going to say, what people are so stubborn, we like, it's like we're trying to help you, help you live, and you're like, no, I rather I rather my immune system kill me or fight the fight, good to the fight the good fight. It again for whatever
0: stupid ass reason people can you know can justify not getting it they'll use but there's been polls done that show that there's still a substantial amount of the american people who will refuse to get vaccinated
1: well y'all can y'all can have at it so i guess lastly wrapping up on this topic what has been the craziest conspiracy theory you've heard with you know regarding the the vaccine and the coronavirus itself? Well, I know people who are
0: really into conspiracy theories and have a very large distrust for the government. So they're mm-hmm. big into any conspiracy theory about anything that has to deal with the government and you know the population at large. So the dumbest thing I've heard is that the coronavirus and this was on a I won't call him a prominent radio figure because I don't think he's prominent, but he does have a radio show, Mm -hmm. has stated that the coronavirus is a mass government program to microchip all of the civilians in the world, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that the the purpose of the coronavirus vaccine. (laughs) Oh, no, that's what I said. We pay for the privilege to be tracked. So I don't understand why any government would need to microchip us so they can know our whereabouts or something along those. I have no fucking idea what the end goal is, <laughs> but that's the most right. retarded one that I've heard. That every dose of the vaccine is, in actuality, a microchip into your blood system so that the government can track you. Said so even though... The vast majority of Americans own a cell phone, which is already
1: tracking you, and you pay for the privilege. That that's pretty much true. But, but that's what the cell phone, regards the cell phone, not not the <laughs> microchip. Uh, yeah, I would hope you don't believe that the microchipping, <laughs> the
0: microchipping is true. That would cost trillions of dollars, who the fuck is paying for that? I mean, the same people when we got semi checks. <laughs> hey, 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 and that was one, that was one point nine trillion, and they were fighting that shit tooth and nail. But they're gonna support right, the trillion no dollar microchipping initiative.
1: Right, y'all need no money. What you need money for? Oh, to pay your bills? Uh, I should have been born rich. Exactly. You pull yourself up from your bootstraps,
0: save your pennies. But we're gonna spend trillions of dollars to inject this microchip in you. Cause we wanna know where the fuck your poor ass is all the whole time. <laughs> what are they doing? Nothing so they started being poor. <laughs> Makes
1: perfect sense.
0: So yeah, that is the most outlandish one that I've heard.
1: I think the craziest one I've heard was that the coronavirus was a was a form of a population control. Who initiated the plan? Someone never, It wasn't a good plan. <laughs> right. Why would you use a virus
0: for population control when it can affect anybody, even the person who made it? It was cool,
1: hated. Commander. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That, that is dumb. <laughs> you said why would you release a virus to kill to do it when you don't know how effective it would be at killing people? That's just dumb.
1: Hey, I, when somebody said that's like you look you looked around like really? Like that's that's what you came up with? Like right.
0: Cause it's not even say coronavirus is when you catch it, it's not even guaranteed that it's gonna kill you. So how is it controlling the population? It's, it's not really making people uh, sterile, and so it ain't
1: stopping them from fucking. <laughs> right. I it? get it. It's a lot, it's a lot of, it's a lot of uh, Corona babies by pop up in the next, in the next uh, so many months here. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to be some pandemic babies. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we know that, what you was doing.
0: <laughs> that is really, really, really fucking
1: stupid. I guess that's, that's, that's the one I've heard that was kind of like, huh? That's what that's, exactly. you came up with? I, I've heard a
0: few. It, every retarded coronavirus and vaccine conspiracy theory that, that has been out, I've, I've probably heard from someone because, again, I know people who are really into that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not QAnon because they, they fucking hate Trump, but they're really big into the conspiracies that come out of that stuff.
1: On YouTube and internet, period. Like, I spent. I do say I spend a lot of time on the internet, but when I'm in dialysis, I like that's I do I do I'm on social media, I'm on YouTube on the internet, when I see something like like a, like a, some kind of video says you know look at it, watch the video, you want to know more about what's what's going on, what's really behind or going on behind with the coronavirus and the vaccine, and I'd be and I'd be tempted to look at it, but i like, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, don't. Do,
0: don't do do that. It'll drive you crazy. So, uh, like yeah. I was saying about the vaccine conspiracy theory, the person who wanted the, the prominent radio figure. I know his name, but I've refused to say his name. I don't want anybody looking him up. OK, <laughs> his evidence that he had was a video that was posted on Facebook, not something that went to the news. Not something that was brought about to a journalist. It was a Facebook video. Say, yo, and y'all got to check this out before they take it down because they don't want y'all to know the truth. The
1: fuck is on Facebook? <laughs> how can you? How can you even say that it's the every, because everybody gets their news from um, uh, an an obscure source, and Facebook is the obscure source. Instagram, yeah. Twitter, sometimes. Yeah. Because you, you don't know what you, you really don't know where this, this information is coming from. But if it sounds good and it got a lot of flashing lights to it, people going to buy into it.
0: So, hey, you know, and it already confirms the bias that I have. So, yeah, Facebook has become the leading source of misinformation on the planet.
1: Yeah. That's Kudos to you, Mark
0: Zuckerberg. So Kudos to but, you, but, Mark Zuckerberg.
1: Yeah. <laughs> people, please keep washing your hands. Keep wearing your masks. Be mindful of others and be mindful of when you go into these these different spaces. You know, if it's what, ten or fifteen more people, it may not be the it may not be the place for you. So And get it's, vaccinated. It's, it's, uh, you fucked yeah, up. It's, get it's, vaccinated. It's still it's still very serious. You know, I, I seen a guy the other day was promoting a party and it's like, Oh, that looks like fun, but I think about ah, I do not want to get sick. <laughs> right.
0: And when vaccinations become available to you, get vaccinated. They are safe. They have been tested on millions of people before it got to you. Sid, and, if you Yo. and if you're afraid about being microchipped, throw away your cell phone then. Go
1: off the grid. <laughs> exactly. All right. Another other topic we have today is regarding our, our lovely city of Baltimore, Project Baltimore, if you found following the news here it was a it was about a student at augusta fells savage institute of visual arts that's a real school name of course it was it Baltimore so in the past four years this student has only passed three classes has failed 22 classes absent 272 days uh, the student failed spanish 1 and algebra 1 but was promoted to spanish 2 and algebra 2 the mother of the student was just notified this past February, their child will not be graduating, even though he had the highest GPA in his grade, which is, I, I believe, uh like a one point something. Well, it's like one point eight or something. Yeah. So it's not even two point. Uh, but he would have to repeat the ninth grade and start all over. So the past, I would say, over maybe almost a year, maybe probably a little bit over a year. Project Baltimore has focused on children, you know, being passed along um, for one being promoted from one grade to another and not really passing those classes needed to, to actually get a high school diploma. And it's just showing that, you know, they, they present the evidence to people on the school board, people at City Hall, and no one's kind no of one, no one's no one showing up to take any kind of accountability. Or say what's going why is this happening? There's so many children. We're not just talking about one case, we're talking about a lot of kids who are just being passed along and then they look up that, oh you can't graduate because of you know you you didn't pass your core classes or you don't, you don't have you credits to pass to graduate with. I guess what well, a couple questions I have here, or you know, what we can talk about is uh one, is this fair? And how common is this?
0: Well, I'm not gonna say Because it's definitely not fair. It's not fair, mostly for the student. Not even the whole not-graduating part, but the fact that he was continuously passed along, knowing that he was not excelling or exceeding in any of these subjects, but he was just getting passed along. So it's definitely not fair. And it is extremely common. Extremely Mm. common. I mean, you and I both are aware of people who graduated high school who could barely
1: read so it is extremely common and you you you're you're, i would say you're more so a product of the baltimore public school system because you went to public school for elementary middle and high school right and whereas i i went to public school just for high school and i went my my parents put me in private school for elementary middle and when i got to ninth grade i went to northern when I got to ninth grade, it was overpopulated. Northern was overpopulated by like hundreds of kids. The classrooms were overfilled. We're talking about like 35 to 40 kids in my ninth grade year in some classes. And there were kids that they, they, they literally said they could not read and they, 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 they couldn't read the instructions on the on the blackboard or the instructions on the paper that they had. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? It was definitely a culture shock for me because I'm like, you know, well, What means you mean you can't read? Like, why can't you read? Like, what's going on? That you can't read. And and then I'm, I'm, I'm at one time I was, I forgot what class it was, but a teacher had told a student, if you just show up, I'll give you a seventy, which is a C. So I'm like, well, what I got to do to get just a B done? I don't want the A. But what I got to do to get the B? Put your name. You want? You telling this kid? It must must have been, that must have been it. But you're telling this student, if you just show up, you get you j- just show up, I give you a C. Like the hell.
0: Well, um that that's a problem with the system that was forged where funding and access to staff and access to equipment was tied to how many students are passing, how many students pass a test, how many students advance. So when you get to that point where all of your funding and everything is tied to that, your goal is just to make sure it looks like students are doing well without them ever ever having to actually do well. Mm -hmm. Because if you tell me that if 30% of the students do poorly, you're gonna cut $2 million off my funding. OK, you cut two million dollars. Now I can't afford teachers. Now I can't afford equipment. And then the students are going to continue to suffer. So now I'm just going to lie about it or I'm going to make it or I'm going to make it look like students are doing very well, even though they're not because I need to get get that funding to my school.
1: Otherwise, people aren't going to come to my school and they're going to end up shutting it down. So is it on one hand that the person or the board that sets these these uh these I won't say restrictions, but it sets the budget for the schools. And is that too is that too harsh or too unrealistic? So therefore the schools have to lie? Well,
0: one, it's it's a failure on the fact that there is no centralized standard for education in America. Each state does whatever the fuck they want to do. As long as are, as long as they, you know, abide by the whole, like, you know, the no child left behind policy. So we're, we're just going to keep advancing kids until they're too old to be in fucking high school and then kick them out and then hope you get your GED. So it's a failure on the system for not having an actual standard. We cut budgets to education. Well, Mostly Republican presidents have cut budgets to education year over year over year. So we spend very little of the GDP in America on education, you know, in comparison to like the military. So when you don't spend any money on education, you can't really expect the schools to pick up the slack if they don't have the funds to do so. So then you get situations like this where a person makes it all the way to 12th grade
1: without having barely passed anything. Can you really be upset that you're not graduating and you know all along that you really weren't passing and you were absent so many 272, 272 days? And the mother's like, she knows she never got any email, no letter, letter sent home about anything going on with her child. But the child knew that he wasn't doing right. Right.
0: I mean, again, for, for this particular case and a lot of cases like this, it's a failure on everybody's part. It's a failure on the system for advancing the student and with them not being you know, having accomplished anything, it's a failure on the student for accepting it. And it's a failure on the parent for not making sure that the education that the child was receiving was being properly instituted. So, again, it's a failure on everybody's part. Because and it's a failure on the community for allowing it to happen for so
1: many years. Because this ain't brand new information. No, it's not. Well, what I guess what what could the community do then? I guess like elect different people on the school board, or that that's part of it.
0: P- part of it is you know putting people in power who are gonna actually you know institute some actual change to the system, and two is keeping the pressure on those people so that they do to don't just be, you know become complacent. Say, like, oh, okay, well you know we just hope they're doing something and then move along. <laughs> Because you know, basically what we say is, fuck the kids, fuck the future. I mean, I say it all the time.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's because I ain't fuck got them no kids. kids. <laughs> fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. That's from a movie I'm quoting. So <laughs> <laughs> Said, fuck the children, fuck the future. So but you were uh, you were a substitute at one point in time. You You were a full time substitute, right? Yeah, I was I was a long
0: term sub, meaning that I took the place of the teacher who
1: was out and I'm
0: teaching the class, I'm creating lesson plans, I'm putting it I'm doing all the grading.
1: So I was aspiring for you. And what what school did you uh, substitute again at?
0: I, I don't know if I want to say the school's name because I don't like speaking that because fuck that school. <laughs> Every time I drive past that school, I give
1: it the middle finger. Okay, so we, we can leave the anonymous down. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I know you had much disdain in your heart for that school. Oh yeah, I
0: have. You know, I say I, I don't hate anything because nothing takes up real estate in my brain enough for me to hate it. But I hate that school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you know, no, I don't really hate it because school is just a building. It was a nice building, but the teaching experience there was less than fulfilling.
1: Did you have any expectations? You know going into teaching or was what you were just looking at like i see it's something i can do i need a job i need some need i have some ink i need some income you know to come in or was i mean it, it was, that you it were was a little bit of to? everything
0: one it, i didn't really have huge expectations because again i went to school in baltimore city i i was very versed in how students were in those schools mm-hmm. So i was i'm a product of baltimore city public schools So and then i had been working with children for a very long time so going into teaching City. Even if you know, even as a substitute, going into teaching was something that I was already familiar with because I had worked with children for a very long time. And then it was supposed to be a stopgap until I got into my field. So, pretty much so, something to hold you over until right. it opened up. Gotcha. Right. Right. And, and you know, as I was continuing to search for work in my actual field, but yeah, I know you. Can, I know you can wait for that call. It's <laughs> just <laughs> It said just a change on anything, cause it was it was a hot goddamn mess. So how, how long were you uh, substituting for? uh, uh I, you know what it was it was a few months. And it was a rough few months, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Think like the first time that I substituted at the school, I was substituting an AP Calculus class, which is the advanced mm-hmm. placement. Is you know you you do well in this class, you get a college credit. So I'm assuming I'm I'm under the assumption that all of the kids that are in this class, because you have to elect to be in it. I said, said, okay, this is going to be the cream of the crop. I know calculus. I'll be able to help them out. This is the top tier. Them kids ain't do shit. (laughs) So and I'm sitting there. I have to work for them. The girl, one girl said. I don't ever do work with my real teacher here. I'm definitely not going to do work with you here. I'm like, wait a minute. This is AP calculus. How do you never do any work? Why did you sign up for this class? Well, the counselor had told me to sign up for this class. So most of the kids in the class didn't know a goddamn lick of calculus. weren't Didn't give a fuck about doing any math, but they signed up for it. So now the school looks really good. Like we have 30 kids signed up for AP calculus. Right. It's all a number. But don't different. know it though. Right, because it's all a numbers game.
1: That's terrible. Because the fact she even said that out loud. The fact she said that I'm gonna work with my real teacher. I damn sure do do work for you. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Like, and I asked her why she signed up. It's because the counselors pretty much goaded them into signing up because it just makes it look good. And they said, "Look, look how many students we have in AP Calculus." Because all of your funding is tied to how good the school looks and then at the end of the day it it burrows down to how well they're performing but then so you just kind of lie
1: about performance yeah because i know that when i was in uh was in my senior year i think it was my senior year yes my senior year and they told told us that some of the seniors i forgot class i was in but the principal came down and said that we need to take the state test and they said that we didn't have to pass it we had to have it on record that we took it and next year, the class graduating for two thousand and six, y'all will have to pass this test in order to graduate. We just needed to do the class of two thousand and five on record taking the test. And we sat there, and we took the test, and they were like, it do matter what, it doesn't matter, you, you they said you can put A, B, whatever the case may be, you know, it doesn't matter if it's being right or wrong. We just had to have it on record, you took the test. And I was and I was just like, Here there's maybe too much before I graduate. I'm like, this some bullshit, but whatever. Hey, I I was in school when they started instituting all
0: of the standardized tests. And so it just as Maryland started instituting all of the the mispaps and all of those other high school assessment tests that they started instituting to say, okay, yeah, you know what you're doing. So then teachers aren't really teaching. They're trying to teach people to be able to pass a test. And at the school where I was teaching, we had an entire group of students in the class for this math standardized test. And we're helping them with all of the problems. And I'm like, what the fuck is the point of this? If this is supposed to be an assessment of how well they're doing, this is this is this is proving that because we're we're giving them the answers. And I'm sitting there working with a group and I I have the pissiest look on my face because I am not for any of this shit. But this is my job. And so and the kids are asking me about the, a problem, and I'm trying to show them how to work it out so that they can get the answer. He's like, well, can't you just mm-hmm. give us the answer? So I gave them all the wrong answer. I'm like, fuck that. You're not getting perfects on this test. I refuse <laughs> for y'all to get perfects on this fucking test. So again, <clears throat> it's, it's all a numbers game. And then me, and I see it. And I saw the same thing when I was in college. I had one professor walk in, and the first thing he said was, no one is getting below a C in this class. Some one dude got up and left out, and we like never saw him in class again. But is that a good thing, though? It's it's not a matter of it being good or bad. The fact of the matter is, is that the more people failed in the class, the more flack the teacher got, and the bad and the worse it looked on them that people were failing their class. So the kid around that. And all of the disciplinary actions that would come for having a, you know, a large amount of people fail your class was just don't fail anybody. And that's I, I, the exact I, I same still... thing that happens with most Baltimore City public schools. Pass them along. Pass the buck. Make it somebody
1: else's problem. Because like they're, they're interviewing more well more people coming out like more adults who are like probably in their mid 40s, early 50s and saying that, you know, They graduated with like a fourth grade reading level, Mm -hmm. and it it took them a long time to kind of, you know, be able to learn to read and write and to get to like a level of being, you know, a level of, you know, be able to comprehend and function normally as an adult. You know, a lot of them turned to the streets and, you know, were dealing drugs or, you know, doing some kind of criminal activity because it was easier for them to do that than to fill out a job application. Right. So again, it's
0: it's a it's a failure on all parts, all parties involved.
1: It's a failure on everybody. And yeah, I just I just, I just can't imagine being um you know being a parent, and I, I'm I'm someone in my parent. Uh, my my ex girlfriend, she had uh has five children, and I was involved with their school. I was going to meetings. Uh, they don't you know, send me emails. I, I was involved as much as I could be. Well, because I've been out their, their biological parent. And, you know, we get emails, you get phone calls, you get everything about the student not performing well or, you know, they falling behind to certain extent. So when they say that they don't get nothing, it's like crap. It's like it's like bullshit. I'm calling bullshit because I get email for everything. <laughs> See, you got to look at the age group that you're dealing with up to
0: middle school. Yeah, the teachers are sending the parents everything. Once you get into high school, it's kind of like eh, fuck it. you're close to being an adult, the responsibility's on you yeah i mean think about when you were in high school how much correspondence did your teachers give your parents
1: I, every day because i was the one that looked at like he has potential he's a good student he doesn't need to fall in with the with with the the you know the bad crowd quote unquote so every so if i was like slacking they was calling edgerson Harold. oh well i went to poly some days i slacked my
0: parents ain't never get a call ain't nobody called my mama. They would either was afraid of your mother or they were afraid of you. One or two. <laughs> High school, a completely different ball game. Middle school and elementary, sure, I'm calling your parents. High school, it was uh,
1: fuck it. We're f- you and that's Poly. That that's Poly. Poly, is no Poly and City are like are regarded as like the top schools in Baltimore. Northern, hmm. I'm like, and, and I, knew, I knew North. I knew Northern's reputation. But if I slapped off a little, if I turned in one time. I turned in. I did an assignment for for Spanish too, and. I was, I was, I was, I was passing the class. The assignment was, you know, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? The little, stu- little stupid assignment like that. So I winged it. I put together the last minute. The teacher said, you know, that was, you know, she, she told me like, you know, that wasn't a very good effort of your part. You know, you could have did more for it. I said, so like, I said, well, I said, you you gave me a, a low grade on that assignment, but my overall grade is still a B. So I passed. So I don't see what the problem is. So me and her had a back and forth and I left, I walked the classroom. I didn't cuss her out, nothing like that. I just walked out the classroom. This bitch gonna call my parents and complain about the, the, the this, this little assignment. It had nothing to do with the, my overall life or just you know just or the, or the grade or something. It didn't impact my grade at all because I still had a solid B. I come I, and I'm walking and I, and I go down to my go downstairs to my next class. Here Harold he and address in the hallway. Like why are y'all here? And they take me out of school and everything and they fussing about you know the the, the project you turned in. You know, it was uh, you know, it wasn't good. I'm like, but why, 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 why are you, why are you got focus on me? So again, you must been. You must have been the one student, student in I, class
0: that the teacher wanted to focus on, because I guarantee you, ask anybody else who went to Northern with you, they probably got a very different experience about teachers probably contacting so. their parents.
1: Probably,
0: I, I I would I would, I would put money on it. Because again, once once you get once you get deeper into high school. People tend to stop caring as much. So, again, it's it's a failure on on the entire on the entirety of the community, the system, the parents and the student, especially don't you don't want to pass the buck on the student t- having part of the blame in that one as well.
1: Well, thank you, Stefan, for, for, you know, partaking of these, you know, giving you two cents on the, uh, these two topics here. If y'all like to, you know, chime in and share some of y'all experiences with, uh, you know, Baltimore public schools or even private schools, um, you know. Or well, just your school in experiences in general. Yeah. Talk to us in the comments. We we definitely talk back and make sure you get vaccinated. Yeah. Make, make sure that happens. So, as always, that's
0: the show. You can check us out on SoundCloud, Google Music Play, YouTube, iTunes and Spotify. Peace out. Thank you for watching, listening, and make sure you subscribe. Peace.